Good morning, New Beginnings Christian Community Church family and friends. My name is Pastor Alfredo Peña, and I am excited that you are joining us today. The scripture reading for today is in the book of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 through 44. I'm sorry, it's 22 through 33. Um, the title of my sermon is, You Are Cordially Invited to Get Out of the Boat. Let us go to the scripture now. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, while he sent the crowds away. After he had sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. But the boat was already a long distance from the land, battered by the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But seeing the wind, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him, and said to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind stopped, and those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, You are certainly God's Son. This is the word of the Lord this morning. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Most living and loving God, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father God, that you are the God that can, that can grant water walking experiences, Lord. And so today we come before your throne. We come with open hearts and open ears and a willing spirit, God, to hear what your spirit, what your Holy Spirit has to teach us this morning. Move freely, God, this morning and just make this time a most blessed and productive time. May everything that I say this morning, God, be edifying to the body and glorifying to your holy name. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So a little bit of background today. We're going to talk about Peter's water walking experience, a well-known scripture. Very well known, but I wonder if it should be more inspiring than it really is at this point. And what I mean by that is this is a wonderful story. It's a wonderful example of what an amazing experience we could have. So why, why aren't, don't we aspire to have that experience? Well, why don't we say, I want that water walking experience that Peter had? And that's what I mean by why isn't the scripture as inspiring us more than it seems like it is? And so how many of us want that experience one day? So why not today? So today we're going to look at three life application points um, that's going to help us be able to walk closer towards that experience. But first, I want to talk about the title of my sermon. Did you like it? Um, you know, I came up with that title because in the short time that I have been a pastor, I've realized that, you know, there could be a situation that, that people can see it. There could be a situation that people um, are able to have what we need to make, um, to make it happen, to address it. There could be a situation that we might want to participate in. There could be a situation that, that we, we just feel like we're just perfect for it. And yet, most of us will not do anything about it until we get the invitation. 
And, and some of us don't just want a general invitation. Don't, don't send a mass text message inviting me, Pastor. I want my own personal invitation. I want you to send the text directly to me with my name. Or no, better yet, I want you to call me. I want you to call me and personally invite me to whatever it is that is needed in the church, and I'll be glad to help. Does that sound familiar? Maybe I'm making light of the situation, but I really do believe that most of us wait for that invitation to happen. And the other reason that I wanted to go with that model is because an invitation then generates a response, right? If you get an invitation to attend a party, to attend a dinner, then, then it generates a response and you either reply yes or you reply that you won't be able to make it. And so my prayer today is that you listen to this sermon and that this sermon be your personal invitation with your name on it. And it is my prayer that this message also generates a response of yes. Today we will look at three life application points, as I said, that are going to help us um, get um, apply the scripture into our own lives. The first life application point is, what is your boat? So we, the invitation is to get out of your boat, right? So that we can have this water walking experience that Peter had. So, so what is your boat? Why, what is it that's keeping you from, from getting out and, and even getting your feet wet to get started? And here is some, some information that I, that I uh, was able to find. Your boat is whatever represents safety and security to you apart from God himself. Your boat is whatever you are tempted to cling, especially um, life when life gets a little stormy. Your boat is whatever you are tempted to cling to, especially when life gets a little stormy. Your boat is whatever keeps you so comfortable that you don't want to give it up, even if it's keeping you from joining Jesus in a miraculous and transforming journey. Your boat is whatever pulls you away from the high adventure of extreme discipleship. So why is it important to get out of the boat? You know, this is interesting because Peter was in good company. He was in the boat with the other disciples. He was in the boat with his brothers in ministry. He was in the boat with those that had, had been ministering with him. They had been side by side. They had become a close-knit group, a family. He was in good company. So, so why get out of the boat? Maybe you and I could say the same thing. We could say, well, you know, we're in good company. Why, why do we get out of the boat? Do we need to get out of the boat? And here is the answer. Because Jesus was not in the boat. So, so Peter was going towards Jesus. So it is important that we understand why it is important to get out of the boat. So what is your boat? If, 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 what is keeping you from, from experiencing that amazing uh, ability to walk on water, to, 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 and, and this is, I'm not talking about literally, I'm talking about the, the kind of experience that we could have. So what's keeping us? What is your boat? Maybe you are a boat potato. Maybe we're just too comfortable. 
you know, and maybe we can, you know, we can say, you know, Pastor, I see, I see what you're talking about. I know I hear you loud and clear. And yes, it sounds wonderful. But you know what? I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. Maybe it's fear. Maybe fear is our boat. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. The one thing that has kept me from having some amazing experiences that I have seen my friends and, and Mike, I've seen them, you know, enjoy such experiences. And they've told me and I've seen the pictures. And the one thing that has kept me from being able to experience it myself has been fear. I'm, I'm just too afraid to try to do that. I'm just, I'm just too, it's not, it's not comfortable. I'm just afraid. So I will sit it out. I will wait for you guys to go on your excursion and come back. And so sometimes fear is what keeps us from being able to um, have those experiences. What about complacency? When it causes us to just be satisfied with where we are. You know, complacency, I believe, is probably the most dangerous one because you can become complacent and not even know it. You can become complacent and other people don't even notice it because it's, it's kind of it's subtle. It just sneaks up on you. And by the time you know it, you are complacent and, and you are happy with, with yesterday's blessings and, and last year's blessings. And, and you're no longer trying to, to experience new blessings. And every day is, is an opportunity for God to rain blessings on us. But, but we are not seeking those blessings anymore because we have become complacent. And that is dangerous, church, because we are not called to survive. We are called to thrive. So what will it take to get out of the boat? A few years ago, we did a study called The Power of a Whisperer by Billy Hybels. And, and he shared a story that was very impacting for me because here we are several years later and I still remember it to heart. And then he said that he had gone to a place where, where the Lord was just moving him to do some things different in his church. And, and, and that move was going to cost, um, was going to be a very high financial move. It was going to cost him money to be, to have to do this. And so he was going to his board of trustees and he was, he was uh, sharing with them, uh, what his plans were and, and, and he was getting some resistance. You know, and they, they just were not willing to subscribe to that idea and they just were not willing to fund um, the, the plans that he had and, and, and said it was very frustrating for him. And then so he prayed and continued to pray about it because he just he just felt that heaviness. He knew that this is where God was leading him to go, but he needed for them to be able to come along because they were needed to approve the funding. And so he, he said he was praying about it and praying about it. And then finally he realized that he was using the wrong approach. That instead of saying, if we do this, this would be better, the right approach should have been, we've got to do this because what we are doing now is no longer acceptable. And see, that is important because when we say, when it, when, 
we're waiting to get out of the boat because it's got to be something better, then there will always be something better. Every day we can find new things that we would say are better. And, and so that's not, that shouldn't be the motivation to get us to move. It should be that what we are doing right now is no longer acceptable. Being a boat potato or being paralyzed by fear or just being complacent, it is no longer acceptable. And, and it is not so much that this is going to be better because it might be work. It might be something that's going to be a little uncomfortable. It might be something that we have no idea what it's going to look like. But what the, the message today, what you need to, what you and I need to hear loud and clear is that what we are doing right now is no longer acceptable. Because every day God gives us an opportunity to, to grow, to, to explore, to, to you know, be able to see some amazing things and, and accomplish some amazing things through our ministries. And, and we need to not be afraid to do it. We need to not be complacent. And, and we need to not stay comfortable. Again, I'm going to say it again. We are not called as a church to survive. We are called to thrive. So are you ready to get out of your boat? Let's look at life application point number two. The purpose of storms. This is an awesome um, awesome scripture because, you know, we talk about the invitation that Jesus uh, did uh, for Peter to get out of the boat. And then we also see in the storms. Now, there are different types of storms. And because and when we think about storms, we tend to think of, of something is going wrong. And we tend to to think that when a storm is happening, it's because something happened, something went wrong. And so there are some types of storms that, for example, there could be relational situations. You know, some of us could be, or some of you could be in the middle of a, a relational type of storm. It could be in, in your marriage. It could be in your family. And it could be that you maybe you're in a toxic relationship. Or maybe, you know, you're holding on to your pride and, and, and neither one of you wants to apologize. And, and so it becomes um, a conflict and a storm in our marriages. And, and maybe we're just too proud to seek help, right? And so, so there are some relational type of storms. There's also professional types of storms, especially right now with this, this pandemic. You know, if you're in healthcare, this is really a challenging time. And if you're not in healthcare, but you're in other type of business that is being affected by this situation, then that could cause uh, us to go through some storms. Again, we could see that something happened that caused, and it's not usually something that's not good that happened that's causing these storms. It could be a financial storm. Uh, Many could be struggling right now because of the financial situation. And again, especially with this pandemic situation, but it could also sometimes be that we are living beyond our means. And so when something happens like this type of situation, that we are in a financial storm. Now, all those things, um, here's another one that's a big one, sin. Some of us could be caught up in some kind of sin that's just creating havoc in our lives and then we feel like we're in the middle of a storm. And so most of the time when we think about storms, we think about something that actually happened that is just, you know, something wrong. And, and when I'm going on about this, and I, I promise I'm going to get to my point, and that is because this storm that the disciples were experiencing, were facing, was different. Because they were facing a storm while they were in their obedience. <clears throat> they were doing exactly what Jesus told them to do. Jesus told them to get in the boat. Jesus told them to get out in the water. They were doing exactly what Jesus told them to do. And then a storm happens. <clears throat> and let me tell you, some of us 
could could relate to that. Has it happened that when you decide that I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to do that, and we say yes, Lord, and, and, and we start moving in that direction, and all of a sudden the storms happen, and you are taken aback and say, whoa, what just happened? And I think the answer to that is in this scripture today. Jesus sent them to get in the boat. He sent them to get away in the water. And Jesus knew that that storm was coming. So here it is, church. In our lives, in our ministries, in our journey, there will be storms. So maybe instead of trying to avoid the storms, we should prepare for the storms. See, when we prepare for the storms, then we're not caught off guard. When we prepare for the storms, that you know there's no the best way to get some practical peace in our everyday life is when we are prepared. And why do we prepare for storms? Because we know that the storms will pass and we need to remain standing. We need to remain strong because we need to continue. Let me tell you something. You don't want to miss this right now. You don't want to miss this. This situation that we're in, this storm that we're calling COVID-19, this will pass. And you and I, church, we need to remain firm. We need to remain standing because when this thing passes, we are the, the, our community, our families, our coworkers, San Antonio is going to need us desperately. And you and I need to be available for that. So we prepare because we need to be able to, to overcome these situations because we need to persevere and we need to continue. So, so how, what helps us prepare? For one thing, is we look at the scripture and Jesus says, take courage. I am here. It is me. Do not be afraid. The reality is Jesus is watching them and, was, and is watching us. And you know what? The storm could be part of the experience. You know, um, this reminded me of uh, our last um, vacation. We went on a trip to Argentina. And one of the excursions that we did is we went on this um, speedboat that took us to see some beautiful waterfalls. And it was a beautiful experience. And we had never done that before. So, so in all the information that we looked at, every, um, every website that we looked at that, that um, talked about that particular excursion, the one thing that they told us was be prepared to get wet. Be prepared to just get completely soaked. And so, so as we planned to, to do this excursion, we, we went prepared, right? I mean, that particular day, we wore some clothes that we knew it was okay to, to get wet. Um, we bought some raincoats, you know, just, just uh, to, you know, uh, you know, that was one of the recommendations that so we went and we bought a raincoat and we were prepared uh, for this, for this excursion. So, so sure enough, we get on the boat and it takes us off to the waterfalls and the moment we, we take off and it's a speedboat, so we're already getting wet, right? So let me tell you, um, I'm, I have my raincoat on and, and the, entire beginning of the, of the of the excursion i am wrestling with the raincoat <clears throat> we're going fast and, and and we just feel the water and so here i'm trying to keep the the hood on and and i feel water coming all over the place and, and then the whole time i'm just wrestling trying to keep this thing on right and, and and i'm still getting wet anyway and then i think i finally realized listen this 
is part of the experience. So instead of wrestling with a raincoat, just enjoy it. You're already getting wet anyway. And so I finally let go and I finally was able to enjoy the experience. And I wonder how many of us today are doing that as we're going through these storms and we're wrestling with, with our, our raincoats, we're, we're wrestling with, with our own efforts, we're wrestling with our own you know, um, stubbornness. And the reality is, you know what? This is part of the experience. And, and instead of trying to avoid it, maybe we need to just figure out what it is that we can learn from it. How can we grow from it? And especially when we're talking about preparing. You know, let me share something about that particular trip because it, it really did minister to me um, as I was preparing for this sermon. Mike um, was prepared for this, um, for this excursion, right? But Mark, I'm sorry, Mike thought beyond the excursion. He knew that, that we were going to do that excursion and then we were going to continue to do some other sightseeing activities. So he thought, ahead you know after that and so what he did and um, this is um, kind of funny um, but he made sure that he took off his shoes and took off his socks and put it in the bag that they gave us and made sure that those stayed dry because he knew that he was not going to be able <clears throat> to walk around with wet socks and wet tennies on um, the rest of the day and you know what the rest of us didn't plan that out and so it was it was a little uncomfortable the rest of the day but he was able to plan beyond the one excursion and 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 i share that with you today because i think as we are standing in, in this crossroads and when we're and we're figuring out how we're going to do this new normal if that's what you want to call it we need to be able to look beyond the pandemic we need to be able to look beyond um, what this thing when this thing is over and then how we're going to do that and i think many of us are just trying to get through this but I think we need to think bigger than that and we need to be able to plan beyond the storm. Don't get scared. Don't give up. Understand what we can learn and how we can grow from this experience. The third life application point is our focus shapes our perspective. Your focus shapes your perspective. When Peter was looking at Jesus, he was walking on water. When he looked at the waves, he started sinking. Can you make the connection? When he's looking at Jesus, everything is great. He's having this amazing time of his life. He is literally walking on water. Imagine that. But then when he shifts his focus and he looks at the waves, he starts sinking. There is definitely a connection there. So, so if, if those of us that, that are in the middle of a storm, what are we focusing on? What do we have our eyes fixed on? Let me tell you some things that we tend to focus on. We tend to focus on our circumstances. And in fact, we sometimes tend to become victims of our circumstances. And we get so caught up in what is happening at the moment that, that it just, you know, throws us all over the place. Um, you know, as I was looking at um, when we become victims of our circumstances, uh, I real, it, the picture that came to my mind is, um, and this is a true, uh, true story, 
there was a time when we had this wind um, storm uh, passing by our neighborhood, passing by our house, and my umbrella, our, our patio umbrella, ended in our neighbor's yard. And and when my neighbor called and said, your umbrella is over here, I thought, thank God it didn't, I didn't break anything or hurt anybody. But I realized it wasn't very well anchored. And so the wind, it was strong wind anyway, but if it had been better anchored, see, I never expected that to happen. And so, so sometimes circumstances, when we're not well anchored, will throw us all over the place. And we see Christians today that it doesn't even have to be a very strong wind. And, and we are flying all over the place. And we get discouraged and, and we get scared. And, and we, we don't want to try this anymore. And, and so today, my message, our, our, the message for us today is do not focus on circumstances. Focus on Jesus. Here's another one that we tend to focus on, and that is we tend to focus on others. And when we focus on others, then we start comparing ourselves with others. And that is such a dangerous thing to do. Comparison is a dangerous thing to do because, you know what, we're not going to live up to that situation. We're not going to live up to what they're doing. And that is because we're not supposed to. Because, because we're not meant to be like they are. One of the most liberating things that I, one of the most liberating places that I got to, and it was just recently, was when I realized that I was unique in God's eyes. And, and our ministry was unique in God's eyes. And New Beginnings Christian Community Church was unique in God's eyes, as every other church is. Every church out there, every Christian out there is unique in God's eyes. And that means that we should not be trying to be each other. And it was liberating to me because there are some individuals that I look up to, that I admire, that I consider giants in the faith that have been doing this longer than I have. And I had to come to the realization that my ministry is not going to look like theirs. It was never meant to be. And that, that my, my journey was not going to look like theirs. It wasn't meant to be. And maybe there's other things that we like to compare ourselves to. And then you need to understand that, that your marriage is not going to look like somebody else's. And your parenting is not going to look like somebody else's. Because we are unique. And when we realize that, when we come to that understanding, it is the most liberating experience that we can have. Stop comparing yourselves to others. That's not what's supposed to happen. It's okay to admire, it's okay to, to see what we can learn from other people's experiences, but, but be careful because many times what we see, especially right now with social media, we see the Instagram version of it, right? We see what, you know, Photoshopping and, and all these things can do, but we don't see what is behind that. We don't see their hearts, we don't see their situations. So let's not get fooled by those things and, and instead feel horrible because we're not measuring up. Comparison is a very dangerous thing. Another thing that we tend to focus on is our own strengths and our own efforts. You know, some of us will say, I'm going to just pull myself up by my bootstraps and, and I'm going to do this. And you know what? I am not going to ask for help. And, and I got myself in this situation and now I'm going to get myself out. And, and, and you know, stop. Stop trying to do things 
on your own. We just learned and a very important lesson as we studied the forgotten God, a study about the Holy Spirit. And we were reminded as a church and we were reminded as Christians that if we want to do the things that we're called to do to be the supernatural church, we have to rely on the Holy Spirit, not on our own efforts and, and our own talents and our own gifts and our own fin finances. Yes, those things will all come into play, but it shouldn't be an after. The Holy Spirit should not be an afterthought. It should be the first thought. But we tend to focus on those things and when we get tired, and we get discouraged. But when we focus on Jesus, everything changes. Notice that this time, Jesus didn't rebuke the storm. See, in chapter 8 of Matthew, they had been through a storm before, and Jesus was in the boat, and he was sleeping. Remember that story? And then when they woke Jesus up and said, don't you care that we're going to drown? And Jesus rebuked the storm. Here they are again. Here they are going through another storm. And Jesus is not with them. But Jesus is watching. But yet, here they were scared again. And this time, Jesus didn't rebuke the storm. This time he got a hold of Peter. When we focus on Jesus, everything changes. Our perspective should not be fueled by emotions but by our focus. So my conclusion today is the last part of the scripture that we're studying today where Peter says, save me, Lord. And what is comforting about this church is that scripture says immediately, immediately Jesus reached out and he pulled Peter up. Let me tell you something. You and I, we need to hear this because maybe some of us are going through some storms right now. And right now, you know, everything that I'm talking about, everything that I'm saying, you you know, as I said in the beginning of the sermon, it's got your name on it. And maybe you're in there saying, wow, that's yes, yes, that's yes, that's me. Yes, that's the situation. And so today, this is also the invitation for you. That when we get to that place, all we have to do is say, save me, Lord. And immediately, see, Jesus didn't say, oh man, here we go again. Jesus didn't say, oh, you, you, you know, you know I'm going to leave you there for a while. See if this time you'll learn. No, he immediately reached out and pulled him up. Oh my God, church, we needed to hear that today. We need to be reminded of that today because this is something that you and I should do every day. You know, every day we should say, help me, Lord. Every day we should say, save me, Lord. But especially when we're going through those difficult times, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. He is right there. And I know, I know it's natural to just feel that, that sense of, of, of fear sometimes when, when we're asked to get out of the boat and, and it is unknown what's going to happen. But, but you know what? Faith is not when we require that we have confirmation that everything's going to be okay. That is not faith. So when we are, when we are asked to come out, step out of the boat, we're being asked to step out of the boat on faith, keeping our eye on Jesus. Understanding that staying in the boat is no longer acceptable. I don't care that if we are in good company. Jesus is not in the boat. 
and, and you and I need to hear him say, come. And today we need to make the decision to step out of the boat and walk towards Jesus. And enjoy that experience. If we want to walk on water, we must get out of the boat. And today, you are cordially invited to get out of your boat. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh, most living and loving God, we thank you for this message. Such encouraging message, such a comforting message, God, to know that you, God, are calling us not just to survive, but to thrive. To know, Holy One, that with you, all things are possible. And to know, God, that our help comes from you. So today, God, I thank you for the decisions that are being made. I thank you for those that today, God, they are ready to get out of their boats, whatever their boat is. And, and so, Holy One, I just ask that, that you give us the strength and the courage, God, to just keep our eyes focused on you, to understand, God, that the storms will come and that we need to be prepared and not get caught off guard. But we also know that the storms will pass. There is no storm that lasts forever. And we are thankful, God, that when the storm passes, we have the kind of faith holding on to your hand that you will pull us every time, God, that we know that after the storm passes, we will be standing. And we will be sharing our amazing water walking experiences. I thank you for the invitation. And today we say yes in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is our prayer that this message was a blessing to you. I invite you to visit our website, nb-ccc.org. Let us know how you are doing. I invite you to our Bible study on Wednesdays. It's a virtual Bible study. You can find the information on our website. We have our Spanish service at 9 o'clock in the morning on Sundays, and then we have the children's ministry service immediately after this. Welcome. And today is your invitation. Say yes, Lord. God bless you, and we will see you on Wednesday.